Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Midterms, mm. um, and so that. Do you have midterms? I I had like a paper that I needed to do, but not like an exam. Okay. I do have an exam in my one class, my statistics class. Mm. Did you take statistics? Yes. There should be like a special prayer group for those that take statistics because. It is not. Um, <laughs> my my professor this last class she was like you know, yeah you'll like never ever use this unless you're using statistics specifically. So mm-hmm. she's like I'm not trying to make this hard, but I want you to have an understanding of what it is if you, you know, as you use it in your research and as you read other people's research, you, right. know, you understand what you're reading. Oh man. Anova, <laughs> chi squared. You got it. Z tests, Z tests. You got it. You're very smart. Well, thank you. I strive to be. But yeah, so we're moving along, but it's good. I just want to be a steward of my time. You know what I mean? Like making sure I maximize it while I'm in the class. So. That's good. Yeah. Is UW paying for it? Yes. Good. Even part, better. Part of it. Who paying for the rest? Me. Oh, so you get it. Yeah, yeah. I I saved up. I took made sure that I was intentional. I don't want to take out any loans. Good. I didn't need any more loans. That's what's up. So I saved up for it, and the way that UW does it is, is tuition reimbursement. Mm-hmm. So I pay, and then they pay me back, <clears throat> making sure I get, I pass right. Right. Um. So that's the process, and it's up to a certain dollar amount. After that, if I go over, I just get taxed on it. Mm-hmm. And so I rationalize. If I get taxed, it's cheaper than taking out a loan with some interest. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what's up. Yeah. I ain't no use that. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. You just said it was smart, <laughs> but not brilliant. Oh, okay. That's that's brilliant. <laughs> you did well. You did well yeah. with that. You got a lot of student loans now. Yeah, just from um my master's program, okay. I was, I was not a good steward during that time. I decided I was like, I yeah, school, but I also want to live, and so that's what really happened for me in the hole. But I'm very thankful of this loan forgiveness program. Mm-hmm. So being in higher education helps with that, cause nonprofit and I'm like two years out from getting all of my loans forgiven. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yes. And then my kids, they get out of school with no, mm-hmm. no debt at all. Yes. They don't know how good they have. They it. have no idea. They make me sick. <laughs> and, and and none of them want to go to any school in Wisconsin. Of course not. But if they don't get a scholarship to wherever they're going on a full ride, they go on to UW Wisconsin, Whitewater, Parkside, <laughs> yeah. Stout, Green Bay. <laughs> Milwaukee, 
UW something. <laughs> UW, UW system school. Because it's free. As, and it's free because you live in that state, right? Yeah. So if you were to move... Wherever state I'm in, yeah. Okay. I think those veteran benefits. Okay. That's, that's nice. And now they got a new program where it'll pay them... Thirteen hundred dollars a month, or the cost of living wherever you wherever you are. Really, they pay you that cost of living. My grandfather was in the service, army, mm-hmm. and I was looking up GI Bill, see if I could get it. Nah, no, I can't. You be direct dependent. Uh, no, that's <laughs> my granddaddy. <laughs> Your dad or your mom. That's what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. But it, it does it does not uh matriculate. Wow. Down to me, but that's all right. It was um it's been interesting learn, talking to you and then looking at my family and stuff and I was like, wow, like where so like my so my grandfather went and my uncle went mm-hmm. into the into the military. They were part of the draft. And I'm just like I'm looking at my cousins and I was like, Wow, like we there's a whole bunch of benefits that we either don't probably don't know about mm-hmm. that we should be tapping into definitely so that we can and and the the very the most hurting part is to know after world war Two, many black people served and they mm-hmm. were they were not allowed to use those benefits really yeah they couldn't go to the white institutions they couldn't buy homes because of redlining oh. you feel what i mean yeah. and and we see um the most like race riots happened after World War Two, mm. because these men who came back from war, black men, they weren't just sit down and taking it. Now they was always overpowered because mm-hmm. it was more of them than yeah. it was of of black people, but they couldn't. That's that's why this um, the red line is so. It it was so oppressive that if. If a person brought, bought a house in 1950 mm-hmm. and stayed in the house to today mm-hmm. and gave it to their children and their children able to sell it, that's that generational wealth mm-hmm. we missed out on. We did. Right? And so, like, I've talked to um, several, like, white people here in, in Madison who, who said the way they was able to buy their first home was their parents took out loans on their current current homes, mm. gave them the money as a down payment for a new house. Mm. And so now they were able to buy a house, sell the house, and develop well. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Whereas black people were, were unable to do that because of redlining. Mm-hmm. Or they, you have one black person stayed on the block, they considered that as the worst place to live at. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and then for black people to serve our country in this way mm-hmm. um, and then can't take advantage of the benefits because because of our skin, even though we've done the same work. Done the same work. Risked our lives. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Our world is so... Mm. But he, learning about redlining, learning about all of the... Um, even in addition, not only to just like where you could live, but the wording that's in a lot of deeds for for these mm-hmm. homes uh, that you cannot sell to African Americans, right. and you know the the interest rate changes when you when you go in as a black person versus if your white friend goes in mm-hmm. and and all of that. Like, I 
you want a country to be very progressive and you want them to understand these differences because you see all of the the changes that have been happening and it's a lot more public than it was back then. But we're, there's still parts of this country where is you just stopped. Momentum can't move forward. 2005, 2015, 2016, SunTrust Bank, Bank of America was sued because they were giving um, white males better interest rates for homes than black males who had the same credit score, mm. same or greater income. Mm. But they, they were giving black males higher interest rates. How did they even justify that? They good. They got sued and they said, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's in 2015, 16. Yeah. It's five years, six years ago. That's what makes me mildly fearful of buying a home. Why? Because I don't want that large interest rate just because. And how, what, am I going to sue every bank? No. You guys got to be intentional yourself. Mm. Right? You got you to gotta know you got to do your research, mm-hmm. know what the going interest rate is, mm-hmm. know what your credit score is, and know what you should be able to get with your credit score and your income. Mm-hmm. And don't let them give you whatever they want. And if they don't, go find somebody else. Yeah. I bought every house I lived in, I bought. Mm-hmm. So one time, I, two times in my adult life, I have rented a, mm-hmm. an apartment or a house. Okay. And I'm 40. Mm. But because of the VA loan, yeah. all I need was some earnest money. Yeah. Because I don't need a down payment. Mm-hmm. And I just need some income and earnest money. They just and earnest money is just money they know you have in the bank. So almost like a, like a bank statement. Yep. Mm. You got to have like $2,000 or something. That's it. And mm. so I, every house I've lived in, I, I've owned it. Wow. And it helps with taxes. Yeah. Um... It helps that you're not paying somebody else rent. Mm-hmm. You pay, you know, you paying, you paying. It's like you paying yourself. Mm-hmm. And then if um, you pick up a move, hopefully the market is in your favor. Yeah. And so you gain some money off just being in the house. Just being in the house. Mm-hmm. Just living in the house, and the market goes up. Like last year. Yeah. People selling houses was making. It was like $150,000 off selling the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how much they were bringing in afterwards. Right. You know, and they, was, and they were selling in two or three days. Those houses were going quickly. Yeah. And so just think about that, you know. But now, now it's, it's, they trying to kill that with the inflation and mm-hmm. pushing the interest rate around. My people still out there doing the same stuff. Yeah. And then, and then they switch it, right? So <clears throat> instead of maybe going through a bank, to for get a loan, I've looked at liens on home on homes, um, the houses that are in foreclosure. So mm-hmm. like it's a little, it's a bit less in that regard. It's not a brand new home, right? Um, so you're you're paying a bit less with that, and if you can pay cash or put a large down payment down in cash, you know, good to go. Welcome everyone (laughs) to MTZ Overflow Podcast. I'm your host Cassandra Thorpe and I'm here with Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen. Welcome Pastor. What's going on? Uh, We are in the new sermon series uh, called for Stewardship Month. 
uh, and it is called Do Well, Do Good. Um, as we talked about last week, our pastor is very straight to the point. No need for long titles or anything like that. So uh, we're going to do well and do good. And we are starting here in Matthew 25, uh, verses 35 through 40. Pastor, let us, we, we visit Matthew a lot, I think, not necessarily, I'm saying in the church, but I think in general, biblical conversations, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they come up a lot, especially in the story of Jesus. Right. Um, so tell us what's going on in Matthew, uh, how he's telling this story about um, being good stewards um, and taking care of people. Yeah, um, the Gospels, pretty much the life story of Jesus is his documentary, right? It's his, uh, I like that. Uh, the <laughs> they, they're telling the story of Jesus Christ and he's um, how he's navigating while here on earth and his ministry and stuff. So right here in the Gospel of Matthew, what, what we're seeing that is going on, that Jesus, he's teaching them in parables mm -hmm. about the end times, what's going to happen at the end, um, how how things are going to turn out. He was warning them. He used the parable of um, the ten virgins. Five was wise, five was foolish, five was ready when, the, when he came, and five wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. He used that parable. Then he used the parable of the talents. The talents of um, an owner went on a journey. He gave one one servant five, one two talents, and then the other he gave one talent. The five produced five. The two produced two. And the dude only had one. He buried it, mm -hmm. um, and he didn't try to reproduce anything. And so he's called wicked and lazy. While the other two are called good servants, faithful, and tell them they've been faithful over a few things, and now he'll make him ruler over many. These, the he used these parables of pretty much stewardship, because that's what we're focusing on this month: stewardship, and and this is stewardship over your soul. Mm -hmm. Dang, I, that just came to me. This is <laughs> this stewardship over your soul, right? Um, um, the virgins, they, they had to have the oil, enough oil to keep the lamps burning mm -hmm. until the bridegroom came. And the bridegroom may not come when you expect him to come. Mm -hmm. And if he does not come, you'll still be ready when he shows up. Uh, and then the steward of your soul, too, with these t talents. You know, God gives us certain abilities and certain things that he does not want us to put it in the dirt, mm -hmm. but he wants us to reproduce what he has given us. And then he comes to the end where he just tell uh, what's going to happen uh, when he comes back mm -hmm. um, in this next um, this portion of scripture that I preach from. Yeah. I like that you shared all of the parables at one time. I think whenever I've heard each of these parables, they've been individual. Mm -hmm. And, and not separate from the text, but they've been their own right. um, study. Uh, so to see them all together and how they flow into each other, um, lead to the conversation about um, Jesus going to the to the cross and about to die. Like, I think that's it. Just it, it opened it up for me. So um, thank you for allowing me to see that in a, in a different way. 
We'll get to the um, the parable about the the sheep and the goats later. I got um, I got some. Well, actually, I'll ask him right now because he's right here. Go ahead. So you talk about, or not? We talk about, but in the in the chapter, talking about how um, the sheep will be on the right and the goats will be on the left. Mm-hmm. Now I live in twenty twenty two, and when I hear the word goat, I hear the greatest of all time. <laughs> The scripture is telling me it is not the greatest of all time. Nah. How how do how do I wrap my head around the goat being a lame? Because it's not an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> it's the actual animal and the oh. behavior of, of that animal. Whereas sheep were will be followers of God. Goats would be those who kick against the prick and not go with what he tells them to do. Sheep would be dependent upon the shepherd where, the, where goats are dependent upon themselves. They're trying to figure mm-hmm. their own thing out. They don't care. They want to operate in their own way. Sheep moving flocks. Goats, mm-hmm. goats, they don't do that. And so that's what, that's what, that's what Jesus is referring to. And, and that day, that was one of the occupations, shepherding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the shepherd had to be responsible for sheep and goats. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not greatest of all time. I just. When you, <laughs> it's not. It's not LeBron. I'm trying to bring it you know into. I'm, I'm trying to bring it to 2022. Okay. 2022. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but sheep and goat. Okay. All right. Thank you. That was for me, y'all. That was that was for me. And so your your first point is uh, talking about. You ask us, how can we become uh, a good steward of my service to God? And point number one is good stewards serve in order to please the Father. Mm-hmm. You men, you talk about in order to, uh, or we're told to come. That's how, it, that's if we are being good stewards, if we are taking care of the things that God has given us, we, on Judgment Day, he invites us to come. Right. There... I felt a little that I was frozen in this moment because you say that in order to come, we have to go. Mm-hmm. And I said, so, so which one am I supposed to do? Like, it felt a little bit like um, I'm stuck where I not I'm stuck where I am, but but like which which way do I turn uh, in order to make sure that I'm doing the right thing? Because I don't mm-hmm. want to go when I'm supposed to come and vice versa. And then, so added layer onto that, how it, con- not contradicts, but how does it play out in the parable of the ten virgins where five did go and get, try to get what they needed to do in order to be called to come. Okay. So let's point to the virgins first. Okay. Virgins, though, they, they were told to stay, right? Wait mm. until the bridegroom comes, mm-hmm. and and five had the actual oil with them, five did not, so they were considered foolish because they were unprepared, mm. and they were not told to come until the bridegroom showed up. Now, the while they were going, mm-hmm. they should have they should have been going before the bridegroom came. Before he was able to tell them to come. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying here is on the day of judgment, in order to hear Jesus tell us to come, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But he said, I will say to those, come, I'll come with my holy angels. And I say, come to come in before he tell us to come in. We got to go first and just go to the great commission. Matthew 28, go ye therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach them all the things I have taught you. And lo, I'll be with you always. So that is the intentionality of the Christian in order to go Mm -hmm. before the time or the calling of come. Mm -hmm. So right now we need to be going. Okay. Mm -hmm. Until he says come, which means he called our name or our assignment is up or on the day of judgment um, that we want him to tell us to come in rather than go away from me Mm -hmm. for I know you not. When he left the disciples, his his assignment to them was to go, mm-hmm. right? When he ascended back to heaven, it was to go and turn the world upside down with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was to go. It wasn't come. You know, he said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, but, but yet and still, this is pointing to eternity. It's pointing to um, our heavenly place after... Um, the judgment, will he say to us, come on in? Mm-hmm. Or will he say, go away from us? Mm-hmm. And to prevent the coming in, to prevent the going away when we won't come in, we need to be going right now. Okay. You understand know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That help, did that help you? It, it, it helped, helped me. You. It helped It helped me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then with the going, as we are, are serving those, um, and we'll we'll tap more into that okay. um you talk about inheriting gifts from the kingdom or inherit or the kingdom is a gift that we will that we will inherit mm-hmm. um and that and that's and i really like that we talked about that especially talking about the housing house homes earlier and that inheritance of putting in that work being stewards of what we have and being able to pass that down because we didn't earn it right, right? um like my family owns a home, I will most my siblings and I will inherit it. We didn't do anything to get it right. other than just be of that lineage, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that's how you build generational wealth. But then also understanding that like, that's how much God loves us. That we didn't have to do anything in order for us to to inherit the kingdom. Right, it's already been established, mm-hmm. and we inherit something. It's a gift. It's not. Um, it's a gift. It's not um, something we earned or mm-hmm. something we had to work for. We're able to receive it based off association. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we blessed. That's how we're blessed. You know, you inherit something. You know, like people that inherit a large amount of money, they they never were. Um, they didn't have to work for it. Mm-hmm. They just inherited because of their parents, yeah. their bloodline or family or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, you know, then as we're talking about stewardship and, and serving and, and what we're doing with with the things that we have, point number two, talking about God's stewards serve wherever there is a need. Mm-hmm. And this is where you really talk about how do, how can, not only do we serve in the church, and creating those things, but how we can serve our community. Why is that such a big emphasis? All right. This is what Jesus did. Mm. Right? And and people would say that there's no such thing as a social gospel. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. What does what is that? That 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 is that there is no gospel that meets the need 
of society that lives on the margins, of those individuals who don't have um, enough to make it on their own or don't have enough to make it in this life by what they have, that there's no gospel for them. Mm. And so when we say there is social justice, Mm-hmm. where the preacher should preach on issues that hurt our community, some would say it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. But but here is Jesus. Jesus is judging sheep and goats, and he determined the value of the sheep or the work of the sheep by asking them, when I was sick, did you visit me? When I was in prison, did you visit me? When I was hungry, did you feed me? Mm-hmm. When I was naked, did you clothe me? When I was a stranger, did you take me in? Basic necessities of life. Mm-hmm. Food, mm-hmm. clothing, and then shelter shelter, and relationship. Because mm-hmm. when you're in prison, it, it, it's not even, Jesus is not saying, when I was in prison, you broke me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not saying, when I was sick, you healed me. Mm-hmm. Right, he's not saying when I'm hungry you gave me filet mignon, Mm -hmm. or when I was thirsty you gave me Fiji water. Yeah, you may have gave me your very last, but you did something for me in that moment in which I couldn't do for myself. Mm -hmm. You met a need that was present to you that I couldn't meet on my own power, but because you saw something in me, you helped me. Mm -hmm. Right, and so that's that social gospel, right? And a lot of people, some places like the church shouldn't be so involved in the social activities. But if we look at the African-American community, we we live in those disparities. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Um, we, we live in those disparities where we're constantly challenged by housing, um, food insecurities, mm-hmm. um, um, health insecurities, I mean, you know, health disparities, um, incarceration rate. Mm-hmm. 46% of the jail population is African American in the state of Wisconsin. Mm. And they're only 6% of the population. Wow. You're 46%. Yeah. And we're only 6% mm. of the population of the whole state. Yeah. And so, and so we look at those, we. And so when when you speak to that, when people say there's no social gospel, then they're not concerned about the social issues in which their members face. Because even white people go through some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to admit that, mm-hmm. that white people are the, the leaders in the welfare system. Mm-hmm. Because they're the largest population of people, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But people just don't want to, they don't want to admit it. Um, but you see, it's, it's, we serve because, um, just because we're serving God. And Jesus says, so when, then the people asked him a question, like, when have we ever saw you in this way? Mm-hmm. He said, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. But if you, if you see a need, meet that need. Hungry, thirsty, naked, prison, hospital, stranger. Mm-hmm. And he's not saying you met me in all these places, but you saw me at some point in this this situation um, because it's it's challenging meeting needs for other people. Mm-hmm. 
um, we did during the COVID nineteen. We raised about five hundred thousand dollars mm. through the Psalm forty six fund, where we was paying people rent, mm-hmm. paying their utilities, getting them food cards, um, and people people make it tough to help them sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got I got cussed out because that, because we started because we started early. But because so many people was gathering, we didn't want to be responsible for being a place where COVID was being spread. Yeah. So since all these people gathering, it closely started at four. Mm-hmm. I think people were out there at one o'clock. So you see how great the need is. Yeah. Um, and then, then by the time four o'clock came, we was out of everything. Wow. And this one lady told me, "I'm uh, you lucky you're not in Chicago. I'll beat you. Beep, beep. I was like, mm. yes, ma'am, God bless you. That's all you can say. That's all I can say, you know, because it's, and then like, uh, then we took people bills and call, trying to call and pay and go online and pay. It's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot. But, but if we're able to do it, this is what Jesus is saying, do it. Yeah. You may not be able to pay the bills. You may not be able to. Um, feed thousands of people. We may not be able to clothe all of the children. You may not be able to visit every person in prison or jail. You may not be able to visit every hospital to have six people in them, sick people in them. Mm-hmm. But you can do something at your level mm-hmm. to help the least of these. And they said, when you do it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. Yeah. And there's two things you said that are important. And one is that we we don't have to do all of them. Mm-hmm all the time because uh, I think that that could feel overwhelming you right. know <clears throat> excuse me and then the other piece is um, doing it at your level because we are in a very comparison culture mm-hmm. so if this person can do it at the $100,000 level it's like well I can't do it at that level so why would I even try mm-hmm. so, so it's being more realistic about where you are with your situation and even if you don't have a lot can you give some what is it uh, there's the woman who uh, they were given ties right yeah. and the woman all she had was two pennies and she was praised for giving all that she could more than because she gave from the heart and that is more powerful than those that have all of the money and give, you know, just something that's not going to hurt them. It's not right. going to strain on them. And so, uh, yeah, because it's it's um, it's not equal giving, but it's equal sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so this one, like you're talking about the woman that Jesus prays, he's standing at the altar, like he's standing at the altar watching everybody put money in the money chest. Mm-hmm. And and I'm pretty sure he saw, you no know, people see. See you watching, they're gonna give their best, yeah. That's just how people are, mm-hmm. and um, and they and he saw this woman and she gave what she had, and based off what she had, she Jesus says, Yo, um, she's giving the most because mm-hmm. she gave it from her heart, and, and people don't understand that. Um, people feel as if, you know, uh, what I have is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or I can never help that many people. They helping all these people down the street. We don't do prison ministry uh, or reentry. Found a life do reentry mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Um, we we don't buy houses, but urbanly mm-hmm. they do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do food pantry. Yeah, we do education. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do 
kids that's involved in the juvenile justice system. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned that I, we cannot be great at everything. Yeah. And we have a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. Let me say this. We have enough yes. going on where we can be sufficient of saying we've do we are doing the will of God mm -hmm. and we're helping at least the least. Mm -hmm. That's important. Mm -hmm. And also tap and knowing the other resources that are available right. to, to provide that for, for folks that need it. Uh, as as surprising as sometimes this is, we have um, an exclusive here on the Overflow podcast. Um, and it actually ties into kind of how you ended the sermon. Uh, your third point of good stewards serve authentically. And you went into an explanation of the community that we serve. Really speaking to Dane County and the the situation that we are currently in as a as a county and as a city and i really like that you did that I re or not that you chose to do that but that you let the holy spirit take over and just we were just sharing all of the the information and the and where our church can tie in and and where you've seen a need and mm -hmm. you have one line that uh that you said where it's we have all of these people here we have all these resources you can't talk about how great mount zion is if you are not uh engaging and helping us be great mm -hmm. and i was like woo <laughs> you were like what <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> all right for real for real because a lot of people a lot of people jump on our coattail real fast mm -hmm. and we're constantly saying yo we need help and people are like, Mazan doing this, Mazan doing this, and you're not a part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we got, we got like I said, we have enough going on mm -hmm. um, where we're meeting the needs of the community, but we have a limited amount of people doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a call out to all Mount Zion members <laughs> to please, please engage in this work that we are doing. Um, find space in your heart. If it's not time, is it a talent? Mm -hmm. Is it a treasure that you can help as we continue our kingdom building here at Mount Zion? And we'll have some more sermons that talk about stewardship and how we can dive specifically into that. I, you know what? I don't know. I'm assuming based off of how Pastor presents his uh, sermon series, he gives us an overview for the first one. Mm -hmm. And then we dive deeper into specifics into the next few. I'm paying attention. All right, that's what's up. You see me? I see. <laughs> I see. That's uh, what's up. Uh, so those are all the questions that I have for you. Yeah, this. I think this sermon series uh, is is going to be very important um, for us to really look at um, ourselves of how we're moving, how we're living life, and how we putting um, because. Um, all of us want to do well. Mm -hmm. And I pray that everyone is able to get to a place where they're saying I'm doing well. And doing well is at a different level for everybody. Mm -hmm. It may be a million dollars for somebody, maybe $30,000 a year, mm -hmm. maybe 60, 70. You know, you know, everybody doing well is different. But when you get to that place that you're doing well, don't forget about doing good. Mm. And those are not synonymous. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Because you can do well and forget about doing good because you're doing well. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you were not doing well, you know, you depended on other people. And now when somebody may need to depend on you, you're unavailable. Mm -hmm. So when God blesses you, make sure you be a blessing to somebody else.
That's great. Every time you bless, bless somebody else. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Pastor. Appreciate your time here today. Uh, Continue to look for new content. Check out our website, mtzlife.com. And until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace. God bless.